Hello, everyone. Al Madrigal from the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, quick message about fundraising. Thank you so much for listening to an All Things Comedy podcast that you are supporting here. We have a sticker uh, that you can buy for 5 bucks. It says, I support All Things Comedy. If you can go to TubeStart.com, we have a brief campaign going to support our new studio. No one's making money off of this. We're hoping to just have this studio support the comics and make sure they can record in a great place at no charge. And thanks to you. All right. Appreciate it. Allthingscomedy.com, tubestart.com. Thank you very much. Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. Good times ahead. Bang. Yeah. Steve Simone. Yeah. He's our guest. Yep. Today's a very special day uh, for Steve. Yeah. And for <laughs> you soon. Yeah. Once you get your ass on iTunes this or allthingscomedy.com. This is an all points bulletin. This is something you're going to do. This is something you're not going to think about doing. This is something you're going to literally do. Right now. I've said this before. I'll say it again. If yeah. you don't buy Steve Simone's album, which is called... Remember this. You're my fucking enemy. Yeah. Don't be Kevin's enemy. You're my fucking enemy. His friend. You're fucking dead to be our friend. Do, friend. do the right thing. Don't uh, do the wrong thing. Yeah. Today is Tuesday, November 4th. <clears throat> if you're listening to us on the day it came out, which you should be, subscriber. Um, Steve, <coughs> Steve Simone's album is out right this minute. It's been on pre-order. Uh, so if you got that, great. You now own it. But if you haven't, get on iTunes or allthingscomedy.com. If yep. you're not an iTunes user, get the album uh, and enjoy this episode with him. We talk about the uh, kind of the process that he went through, where he recorded it, a little bit of that. Um, and then, you know, we just have a conversation that gets into nostalgia because he's, so, he's yeah. so good at that, you know. Yeah, Steve's super into what it's remembering being a kid and how great things were. Uh-huh. And he's a super positive dude, so we end up talking about you know, ice cream and cartoons and pizza and, course, and slumber yeah. parties and BMX bikes. It's dope. Um, and then, you know, his album is going to have, like, a lot of that, too. He tells a lot of, like, great stories. And there's yeah. a lot of stuff about, you know, him and his brother and, like, being a kid. Steve's comedy makes you feel good besides laughing. He makes you remember. He hearkens you back to a simpler time. Steve Simone is the wonder years of comedy. Basically. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Good one. So, again, don't be my enemy. Yeah. Don't be Kevin's enemy. Be his friend. Hey, man. I know. What is wrong with you? Buy it. Buy it now. Buy it right now. Um, enjoy this episode with Steve Simone. We've, this is his second time on the show. Great. We love having him on. Yeah. Uh, and get his album, Support Comedy. Support good comedy. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, again, iTunes. Uh, Steve Simone, S-I-M-E-O-N-E. The album is called Remember This. His face is on the cover. You won't be able to miss it. If you don't use iTunes, good for you. Go to allthingscomedy.com. Get it there. Uh, and enjoy it. Rate it. Review it. Tell your friends. Um, this is good for us. You know what I mean? We put out albums. We you know, we get our name out there. We make a little bit of money. We can go on the road a little more. We can do another album. Yep. Um, so this is his first one. Just like, you know, I put out my first one. That was a very exciting thing for me. It's the same thing for Steve. We've both been at this a very long time. Um, and he's like pumped. I've t- you know, I've talked to him about it. He's been like working hard, getting pre-sales going. Um, so this is it, you know. It's, it's out today. 
get it, uh, tweet about it, do whatever you got to do. Get it like to let's get it to chart high. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And uh, and get like awareness out there. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, we're gonna keep it short. So uh, do that. Pause it right now. Buy the album. Um, real quick before we get into the episode, uh, some road dates. This is November 4th right now, so I'm currently in San Francisco, California. November 5th, I'm at Doc's Lab, site of the old Purple Onion. Uh, mm. One show, 8 p.m. It's 10 bucks. Come to it. Um, headlining, couple of local openers, I'm sure very good. Uh, then November 6th through 8th, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee with Mr. Bobby Lee. That rhymes. Uh, we're playing Zanies. Uh, I'm very excited about Nashville. If you have like cool stuff for me to do, eat, drink, whatever, uh, hit me up. Let me know. Come to the shows. This should be and will be great. Uh, Kevin, what do you got? Can't think of anything. Cool. Um, but every Sunday, Neil Brennan show. Every Sunday, Neil, uh, Neil Brennan, Friends of Santa Monica. There you go. Come fuck with that. Fuck with it. Uh, now let's get into the episode. Sings on an empty stage. Oh, goddamn right, it's a beautiful day. Oh, goddamn right, it's a beautiful day. Oh, you are our first guest to come back for a second time. No way, right? No. Jerry, Steve Howie. Uh, Steve doesn't count because he just showed up with a sandwich. And Jerry hasn't been on twice. Oh, mate, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're our first guest that's, that's not a, a cast person. member on yeah. Entourage. <laughs> yeah, just a normal person. <laughs> to come back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're our second. Okay. Because yeah. all I remembered was, was Steve when he just like, he's like, you guys might have to eat the sandwich here quietly while you guys record a <laughs> And then he, like, he chimed in a couple of times. We're like, just pick up the mic and be the guest. Like, we don't mind. We want you here. Hysterical. <laughs> yeah. And ate a sandwich faster than I've ever seen anyone it was like in under a minute like I, a full I, 12 I'll, david hero. taylor eats faster and more than anyone i've ever seen but he also eats so like sloppy and messy that you notice that more where you're like how is there grease dripping down your shoulder he does kill food like elbow shoulder yeah i uh, i was on the road <laughs> once with paulie shorty and a bodyguard that was like sizing me up yeah so after like two days on the road or something i finished lunch and he looked at him and he went prisoner of the military and i went excuse me <laughs> and he was looking at me and he was like were you in prison were you in the military and i went what are you talking about and he goes you eat so fast <laughs> yeah were you in prison in the military i was like no middle of three boys and he started laughing he was like oh, okay that makes more sense i eat That's super cool. super fast and people have pointed it out to me like like girls all like finish my food and they've like barely started and i just stare at them yeah it's and 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 i i I started eating super fast in college so i didn't have a lot of time yeah so i'd like run up to the cafeteria shove a bunch of food in my face and go back and go back to work right yeah it reminds me whenever i think of like gross eating i think of uh Dangerfield and back to school when he's hollowing out that sandwich at the rich people party where he yeah, decides yeah, to like, leave. This, and he's like, he like hollows out a whole piece of bread, and shoves a bunch of shit in it, like olives and stuff. And I was like, that. that sandwich. I bet you that sandwich was amazing. Delicious. But doesn't it depend on the food too, or do you just eat everything fast? Everything. Because if I'm eating, let's say I got a sandwich or a burger and fries, I, I eat the fries first for some reason. Good technique. And every but people <laughs> usually look at me and go, "You eat the fries first, huh?" It's I was like, a that weird is rare. Thing to them. Because to me. The fries are going to get cold, mm-hmm. and the sandwich, sometimes you have a cold sandwich. So and it's still delicious. Yeah, what's going to happen? It's not going to get colder. It's so already you cold. you do like this internal prior, 
you prioritize with yeah. utility. Like hot fries are more valuable yes. than a hot sandwich. Yeah, so I, I'm going to eat. So those like half the still. fries, then I go sandwich. Then if I'm still hungry, more fries to finish. See, in my head, I think the burger. In my head, I'm like, well, the burger technically is a better food source, and fries are worse for me. So I'll eat the burger, and then. If I'll eat the fries so that maybe I'll be full enough to where I don't finish all the fries. So, Nick. Why bother with you, that? Just yeah, don't get fries. you work off of delicious Get a salad. Because I want the, fry, I want the, the fries at then least a little what? bit. Then you know what? Commit 100%. I don't want to feel sick. Eat the goddamn fries. Well, I can, just, I can just enjoy the taste and not be a glutton. Well, but you're not enjoying the taste. You're eating the burger No, I am. First. I eat plenty of fries. I just don't eat all of them. Let's be honest. Most places give you too many fries. Where are these uh, places? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like where I the fuck are you eating, that. dude? There's never too many There's fries. a picture online of these, like, it's like eight what look like Chinese kids, and they're at a McDonald's, and I think they ordered like 20 or 30 orders of fries and just spread them all out on one table and are all just sitting there eating fries, and you're like, those kids get it. I yeah. realized this the other day that fries are like really fucking hard to turn down. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. There's nothing even that special when you think about it. That's proof that God's real. Something so simple <laughs> is so delicious and everybody can afford them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what's amazing? I don't know if you guys have ever been to the beaches on the East Coast, but like New Jersey, Delaware, and Maryland, I know for sure. I'm 0 for 3 on beaches in those areas. <laughs> I've, been to, I've been to Ocean City, Maryland. Was it during season? Could you walk on the boardwalk? No, I could walk on the boardwalk, but it wasn't during season. But did they had... Did they have the the cup of fries? No, no. You can get buckets of French fries. Oh like, shit! Like, the fuck like you know, you I get popcorn in the mo- in the movie theaters. Yeah, they're called boardwalk fries. And oh, like, why mess around? We know. Oh, what you want. and they'll give you like a bucket size of French fries, and oh, they're good fries. Amazing. It's they're hard to imagine too. any place on the East Coast messing up French fries. Well, here's the thing, though. They understand Greece. Because I don't mm. like uh, steak fries. I prefer the skinny fries over steak fries. Everybody has their preferences. And steak fries are always fucking raw on the inside. See, that's my mm. deal. If I get a well-cooked steak fry, it's amazing. Yeah. If you get Crisp to where it's that orange, yeah, that orangey color, God bless. Yeah, it's amazing. And there's got to be some salt. Yeah. Like, oh. You know what I've come around to big time? in and out fries. Yeah. I used to not like them. And now I'm like, you know what? Dude. It's a perfect amount of salt. They're not over-salted. Dude, In-N-Out is like such an unbelievable option for food because it's yeah. so cheap. It's so fast. It's so delicious. Yeah, it's fresh. Yeah. I've it's- never once had In-N-Out and felt bad afterwards in my life. Yeah. Ever. I, I fuck with animal-style fries a lot. Oh, yeah. They're good. So good. We went to, we did a gig in San Diego together, Kevin and I. The best. And then on the I way back, fucking stopped at In N Out and ate like animals. I think I got two cheeseburgers. That's awesome. I always get two cheeseburgers. That, I mean, I'm a big Tommy Burgers guy. I know I'm, right. that's not everyone's shit. Yeah. But like, I love that place. That's a place where, like, I go there alone and it's a, it's one of the fastest places I've ever been to where mm-hmm. you order. They're giving you your change and your burgers at almost like here, the same time. Here's how fast. Like, order. I'm, I'm the employee. You're the okay. guy. Can I get two Tommy burgers? With, yeah, it's That's that dude, fast. Literally, <laughs> when I used to go to the one in Tahunga, the burger would be, they'd be handing it yeah, to yeah. you with your change, and the change wasn't ready. Like, the, the burger was ready before that because yeah. they just keep patties on the grill, so they That's just stack awesome. it. And a big vat of chili. Yeah, it's all there. Oh, dude, and so good. And the last time I went there, I realized I went in, ordered, ate three chili burgers. Nice. In the whole the whole process, ordering and eating and leaving took me eleven minutes. 
And I'm proud to be <laughs> yeah. an American. <laughs> where at least I know I'm like if, yeah. if shit ever breaks off and we have to fight, I'm gonna think of stuff like that to yeah. keep me mo- yeah. moving forward. Dude, I buy yeah. hat and they have great hats right now. They they brought back the original hat. No way. That one. Oh sweet. Oh yeah, that that is a great one. I don't even wear hats, but I'd get that hat. I have two. It's eight dollars. That's it. Oh, that's is it awesome. is the original one? That's not the one on Hollywood and whatever, right? Uh, it's it's Olympic and something. But you know the one I'm talking about yeah. in Hollywood and mm-hmm. like near Wilton? Oh, yeah. No, that's not, that's not a real one. No, no. It's okay. a real one. That's but the one I go to. That's not the, an OG one, is it? it? It's been there a long time. So like the same as the Tahunga one? Yeah. Because I thought there were two different Tommies. There are. Well, there are a lot of ripoffs. But the Tommies on Hollywood and Wilton is a legitimate Tommies, like the one in Tahunga and the original one on Olympic and whatever. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I'd get one of those hats, throw it in the back of the car. Oh, dude. That's where my other one is. Yeah. I have style. Yeah. yeah, old guys always do that. They just yeah, they put in the back of the car. Yeah. yeah, I don't. No. know. It's such a cool thing to do. That is cool. No, There's I keep one in the car. Things that people do out here that you're like, because you know, a lot of people on the East Coast don't even fucking have a car. Yeah, the hat like in the yeah, back. a hat in the back of the car. People are like, why? No, I'm gonna buy. I wear it to my tennis lesson, and I'm gonna buy some more. You're playing tennis. Yeah. Is Kirk Fox giving you lessons? Well, yeah, he's giving me pointers. I go to a class, and uh, yeah, he's been helping me out on the That's side hysterical. too. I mean, I played tennis in high school. I miss it. It's so fun. You need Mike, a little, whatever it is that you know, it's healthy. It's exercise. You're outside. That's the thing, and it gives you joy. Tennis it's, is fun. It's exercise. That's fun it's not for me. And my but. class is me and my friend Mahandra, and then four women in their late forties. It's that's great. where the fun part comes, dude. It's it's great. Today we had this super sexual. He was a sub. It wasn't our normal teacher, Mong. It was this other dude. Mong. Mong is a Filipino. Uh, he's Thai. He went. He's in Thailand right uh-huh. now. But this other dude who was like super sexual, like Latin guy, who was like definitely inappropriately hitting on my married friend Mahandra. She's like, oh yeah, I took a private lesson from him. I couldn't do it because he was like, are you married? She was like, yeah. He's like, me too. And then it didn't stop. Like he's still wow. tennis pros are so fascinating because they're such dirt bags but their tennis is insane so like you that's the thing we take lessons at the beverly hills tennis club that's which like any private instructor of any yeah. kind is gonna pull that like yeah. i'm the best at this thing you want to learn i'm so good yeah. that they're like entranced by that's it. the thing he was super cheesy but he totally he was fixing the hell out of my backhand yeah. today. Ooh, yeah. So you like, can't wow. like you can't really hate on him that much because but that's the thing they all hang out. At the, it's they're all surrounded by rich rich people, rich women also yeah. who have husbands who are fine sending their wife to ninety dollar. And I mean, I'm in a group class. It's fifteen bucks. But like, if you're getting privates, it's like a hundred bucks an hour. Yeah. So you have money, and if you're not, and if these people are there during the middle of the day, you're talking people of leisure who may you know these dudes just like. That brings creepiness. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. And they're all really good looking and tall and like super tan. And they just hang out at the club and play tennis. Yeah, you're killing it if you're like a a private instructor. Because you're like, anyone that goes to you is going to be like, I want to learn this thing. And I'm going to someone who's like a master. Yeah. Except for a stand-up comedy teacher. No (laughs) one looks at that. Nope. Because there's no such thing as a good one. No. It can't be done. Can't be done. You can't teach somebody funny. You can't teach someone stand up. You can like really help them. I think like if explaining them the rules of the game, like this, what open mics do. These are bringer shows. Yeah. This is how to use social media. This is podcasting. This is how. Like there are certain things you can teach, I guess. Uh-huh. But you can't teach anybody to be to be funny. Right. You can't put. But a- then again, I think there's a lot of great stand up comics that aren't funny. They're not funny people. They yeah, I mean that's ultimately really write the, and practice, and yeah. they kind of did. The they figured out the structure. 
Yeah, and they're very persistent. The only uh, legitimately great comic that uh, I know that's taken a class is Felipe Esparza. Well, there's a bunch that took him when they first He just like started. didn't know anything about stand-up at all. Like He didn't know where the clubs were or anything. There's just a like, lot of I'll people go. that Brody took a comedy class when he really? first started. Sebastian, Sebastian did. Sebastian? A lot of people did. Yeah. Oh, well, then that's the best one I've heard of. I took one in Philly. I told this on something where I was just like, I wanted access to stage time. Yeah. Right. And there wasn't a lot to be had. So it was like, hey, you do four classes and we'll put you up on stage at like this. It was so bad. Yeah. That the only reason I didn't quit after the first day is because I felt bad for the teacher. That's how I did it first, too. I, I met a lady who oh, taught so a class, bad. and I was like, I don't want to take your class, but I wanted, this, I wanted to get on stage. And I didn't know anything about open mics or anything and like there that. weren't anywhere. She was just my only link at the time to, like, yeah. you teach this class and you get to perform at the Ice House. So, like, the, what do I need to do to get on the stage? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, you're going to... Because at the time, there was no comedy clubs with open mics in Philly. Right, yeah. There was nothing. And there was no internet to even look that up. No, it was a different time. It was like hearsay. <laughs> but I do remember this. This is how bad this guy was. Yeah. One of the students called him out on it. Like somebody, because it's Philly too, on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy was like, you up there telling us like, like you're great or something. And the guy was like, why do you think you pay me? And the guy's like, that's what I'm trying to figure out, jerk off. <laughs> oh, geez. Right? And then he was like, oh, it. and he was like, I, I don't think you could do this. He's like, oh, you don't think I could do this? He's like, all right. He goes, yeah, why don't you do everything you're telling us? Why don't you walk out on stage and try to make us laugh? But there was no stage. It was like some community college classroom. And the teacher was like, okay, okay. Look, you got to make pretend. You got to make pretend we're in a club. Everybody, all right, uh, start clapping, start clapping. Oh, Larry, man. you introduce me. Yeah. And the guy came out, no lie, this was his first joke. As if he was a, this is the teacher. Okay. And everybody's clapping. <laughs> and I am enjoying this on a level I know nobody else in the class. <laughs> nobody else is enjoying it the same way I am. I'm like, this is glorious. It was like a Christopher Guest movie. And the guy, the teacher walks out. And everybody's clapping. He was like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I don't want to say that. I'm so-and-so. I'm glad to be here. I'll tell you why. Because I come from a rough neighborhood. The name of my parish is Our Lady of Mike Tyson. And he oh, made a face like this. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I was like, <laughs> like, I was like this is so awful. It oh, might be the God. best thing I've ever seen. If you have to lean forward during your punchline, it's, this face? it's not yeah. a good punchline. Yeah. Saturday night. Wow. Oh, if you if you feel yourself craning your neck as you say something, you're Jeez. in trouble. Let's bring this up while we're on the subject of comedy. You recorded an album. Oh yeah. Yeah, same place where you did at La Jolla Comedy. La Jolla Store. Comedy Store. When did you record it? I think it was like the week after Fourth of July. Okay. So it's taken way longer to get out than I had hoped. Uh huh. I don't well, know why it takes so long. You're, who are you putting it out with? I think all things comedy. Okay. But that's been like three weeks of emails back and forth. Right, right, right. And I want it. I want, I just want to be with all things comedy. So people are like, you, you know, Bill Burr now, Matt. Like to me, that's worth 10%. Well, your, your podcast is on the network. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to, I want to do it with them and I mm -hmm. think that's what will happen, but I have to get the pre-sale up. I need to get it done this month because mm -hmm. I'm going to be on a Gabriel show on Comedy Central on the 24th. Oh, that's exciting. October, so I want the CD to be on sale around then. So right. when people sort of discover me, okay. I could sell some. So it'll be, end. you're planning on end of October? Yeah, I'm going to try to get the pre-sale up this week. Okay. I think I just have to send over the artwork and stuff, and then that's it. I okay. Sweet, man. I'm not that's a real grown-up. Is the artwork you and a dragon? 
No, I just wanted to. You know what I did actually? I wanted it to just be like I love the look of old comedy albums. Yeah, like the old '60s Cosby stuff. Oh yeah, hard stuff. Where it's just kind of like an old school headshot. That's and clean. Yeah. yeah, and like yours was a very modern version of that. Yeah, and I I wanted I had this vision like let's just make it look like a 1964. Uh, you know, yeah. Pat Cooper. Party I have a Dick album. Gregory album that's like that, yeah. where it's just a close up of his face and it's kind of serious, but it's like it was a comedy record. Yeah. And then it wasn't all like, I'm holding a fucking broom and I got a propeller hat. We're like, when the fuck did that garbage start? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was like, okay, because at first this is what I was going to do. And Ren is easy. Thank God he's in my life. He's, <laughs> he's successful for a reason. <laughs> but like, I wanted it first. I was just going to call the, the album Remember This for When You Get Sad. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted a white background with black old school typewriter font. Just like somebody typed it. Like, remember this for when you get sad? No. I thought that'd be really cool. Typewriter font is such a white flag of graphic design. Well, well the easy didn't say that. He just goes like this. He goes, what about your fucking name? What about your face? He goes, it's going to go up on iTunes. People, He was yeah. like, you're not the fucking Beatles. You can't do a white album. You just put your <laughs> face. Yeah. He goes, Steve Simone's got to be on the front cover. Yeah. So people know who the fuck you are. Yeah. So people, and he goes, whether they buy it or not, at least you have an ad floating around the internet every time somebody tweets a picture. People told me the same thing. They're like, you, it, you have to have your face on there. Yeah. And so. your name in big letters. They're like, it's your first album. You're not famous. Yeah. You need to have that shit on there. The square is too small for basically anything else. Anything point. else. So it's just... My face, a buddy of mine took pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy Dustin used to work for Paulie Short. This is how weird life is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys know who Darren Carter is? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. adorable. I love him. He's like maybe the nicest guy in comedy. Such a nice dude. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. So he was like, uh, there's this benefit show for this high school in Burbank. I know you can work clean. Which I'm one? Like, I don't know. Burroughs? Yeah. 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 That's good one. the Burbank High School. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was awesome. Did the show. There's a guy in the audience there with like his chick and their kids and he was like oh my god do you remember me i'm like yeah so he does a bunch of photography for warner brothers okay and so he was like come over i'll shoot pictures for free yes and he was like what do you want i was like uh just a picture of my fat face (laughs) (laughs) that's it he was like this is all you want i go done i go you can't it's not your fault i'm genetically inferior (laughs) can you make this side of ham look like a head (laughs) could you make this face look like it's not talking over a deli counter (laughs) 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 and he was like i'm a photographer not a magician (laughs) these aren't gods Hands. <laughs> How have I not been cast in something like? What, yeah. what, you want to side a slaw with that? Like, <laughs> yeah. I should definitely be so a pound of ground guy. truck for yeah. the lady. You should be at the point where you're turning those roles down because you're being typecast. Yeah, where you're like, I don't want to be a fucking deli guy anymore. Yeah, I should always be wiping my hands. Yeah, off my, <laughs> you're like, yeah, look, I already smart. have my own blood covered apron. Don't bother buying one. Oh my mm. gosh. So then that's it. And so and I just changed the title to Remember This. Mm, perfect. I thought that was more. That was like Remember This cleaner. dot 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 or just no, Remember, just remember this. this. Okay. So it could be like. Hey, remember this? Mm-hmm. Remember meetings. this? Or, yeah. Oh, remember perfect. this? That's oh, perfect. That yeah, so it's cool. I'm really happy with it, too. Good. Yeah, because there was like some old stuff like I forgot that I used to do mm-hmm. um, that I wanted to for sure retire. There was some new stuff I was really excited to share. Yeah. And then... Um, it's your first one, too, It's my right? first one. Yeah, man. I had the same feelings where I was like, I, you get to do... It's like a best of... 
Yeah, st- your own stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, great. That you've had that you're like, well, I, I don't. What I want to do something with this bit that I I'm tired of doing, but yes. I don't want it to like disappear forever. Right. You know what I mean? So you get to do that, and then like newer shit. Yeah, and what's so cool is that people that you don't think like people listen to these podcasts or they remember mm. you from comedy shows. Like I've been working the road a long time, opening up for my friends. Yeah, and I've been getting emails or Facebook or Twitter messages where people are like. Is Pizza Day on there? I'm like, no, I didn't put Pizza Day. <laughs> they're like, how did you not put Pizza Day on it? Or they're like, did you, you know, did you do high school? Ju- no, I didn't do underage drinking. I didn't do. There's all these bits that I didn't do, dude. Is there like, like you a didn't specific, do Willy Wonka? Is there a specific reason you didn't do? Because I I wanted to give it like a a three act structure. Okay. And I figured out which bit I could open up with to set the tone and introduce all the characters. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I take the audience on a little ride. And then uh-huh. at the end, essentially, it's, you know, th- it's not many bits. But I had, that was the challenge, breaking them up into tracks. Yeah. But it's essentially, this is my family. This is why I'm going to talk about them. Uh, the whole let's stay awake to midnight type thing of mm-hmm. little kids. Yeah. And then I close on uh, a real story about uh, some cholos that saw me do comedy. Right. And it was a really fun and cool experience. Yeah. That's cool. Do you How address long is the album? Hell yeah. It's like a, just a little over an hour. Okay. Like an hour or That's seven. good. That means you can put it on iTunes or whatever. You need to be you have to be over sixty minutes or something. No. To, or is it Netflix? I don't know. All right. I don't know. Fair but enough. iTunes you could have a forty minute album. Maybe. Really? Yeah, there's uh, no someone, rules on I thought uh, someone must have told me the wrong thing. I don't yeah. know. See all that. Or maybe stuff, it's for a visual one, not not audio. For like a sp- like one that's filmed, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. All right, fair enough. But it's just fun to put something out there, you know. Oh yeah, dude. So I'm totally. gonna do it uh, through, probably through all things comedy. Their mm-hmm. website, iTunes. Yeah. And then figure out how to do it with on Amazon. Then it'll be yeah, it'll be great to have those two at, at first because what I learned in the beginning was there are a lot of people that don't use iTunes. Yeah. You think you're like, oh, no, everyone uses it. But no. it's like there are people that are just are like, fuck iTunes. Yeah. So then All Things Comedy is there. Because yep. you, can, you can download that then do whatever you want with that one. Yeah. So if there are people that like really want to use iTunes, that's the route. And then All Things Comedy, plus you get more back. Like the, they're more fair to the comedians than cool. iTunes. You know? Um and then I'm going to, uh, I think when I actually, I was debating it, but everybody's been asking, I'm going to get tan- like physical copies printed up. Yeah. You know, for shows yeah. or mm-hmm. for people that are like real fans that are, because what I think I might Something do. Something you can sign. Yes. And I think what I might do is if people order one, I might draw them a little picture or something of me as a kid or if, like take a screenshot of the pre-order. That's cool. Like take a screenshot of the pre-order and I'll draw you a picture of how happy that made me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because I don't think that many people will do it, but it'd be fun to draw like 30 pictures or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Until you get the, until 500 people pre-order and you're like, ah, that would be awesome. <laughs> My wrist hurts really bad. <laughs> that would be really cool. Do you, so how, how were the shows down there? Did you do... Unless you don't want to talk about no, it. No, I but did, did four you? shows. Okay. They were awesome. Um, I killed a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to make... And now it's good because here's the challenge, and I'm going to be very honest. I have like hours worth of material, and then it was like, which material do you want to share? How do you want to order that so it makes sense? But I don't get to headline that much, and I really right. hope this album helps me headline more. Right. Because I listened to a couple of the shows, and I was like, I don't want to curse this much. 
Like, I think there's maybe one, not that I'm against comedians that curse, but me personally, I don't want to do it. I want my niece mm-hmm. and nephews to be able to listen to this and not be embarrassed that I'm their uncle. Yeah. And um, by the fourth show, actually, I did the two shows with Ren Azizi on Friday night. And then he show, opened for you, right? Yeah, it was that's, awesome. That's and super I was cool. Like, Bro, don't kill it so hard. I'm not going <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. record this. <laughs> Take it easy on the kid. Yeah. And yeah. he did great. It was all perfect because without him, I don't know if anybody would even have showed up. Right. I'm gonna be honest. And then first show Saturday, I did 50 minutes without cursing at all. Okay, cool. And I'm like, okay, this is because this is funnier to me when you're like, all oh, shucks. I think shucks is funnier. <laughs> yeah, shucks is hilarious. It's a, it's a hilarious word, especially <laughs> once you establish that that's what, how you're going to be talking. It gets even funnier. Funny, and that's what I want to do for album two. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Because I noticed I had said goddamn a couple of times because I didn't want to curse. And I'm like, technically, that's worse than saying go fuck yourself. Yeah. Because um, it's profanity and you're using the Lord's name. Yeah, in vain. It's like, why? <laughs> Double trouble. It's like, why do I want to be cool? Why? You said, G darn it. Yeah, which is, <laughs> is that what you said? That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. G darn it. Hilarious. I was re watching <laughs> Rocky 3. And when Clubber Lang, Mr. T goes, oh, shucks. Like yeah. that. I want, this. I want, there's nothing funnier than this. I love and it. Why not? If the you, and if so you filthy, can like, if you can turn a ridiculous faux curse word in, to where it hits the same as a curse word, like the way Dice says dummy. Yeah. Like if you, or if you were, head. yeah, <laughs> listen to head. If you were saying like mean? three stooges have a thousand of those. If you were like breaking up fiddlesticks, like fiddlesticks, like yeah. to the point where it was working, that'd be so amazing. My friend um, used to, he curses more now, but he never used to, but he would get like really heated about stuff. And the way he would change curse words was funny because we'd be like oh my god this man is so amazing i mean they are f-wording amazing you guys you gotta <laughs> listen to their new album. i'm like i'm like back up what he's like they're they're amazing i'm like no no no. what was the description and what was the curse word he's like oh i grew up not cursing so like i just race through stuff and i just say f-wording amazing i'm like i'm stealing that <laughs> i'm gonna use it regularly and i still do i text that'll be the name of your second album f-word amazing f-wording <laughs> amazing yeah the the tv edit of breakfast club is particularly silly because they i guess john hughes really hated doing that uh-huh. like having so he would just he'd come up with things that were like the dumbest like in, at one point like uh uh anthony michael hall is supposed to say like fuck you and he's crying and instead he just goes fill you oh that's hysterical <laughs> yeah he like i guess he oh, hated man. He really hated having to come up with other things, so he would just purposely Kill. try to come up with the dumbest things he could think of. Because no matter what, it's going to sound dumb. So yeah. he has a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You ever watch, like, The Sopranos on uh Oh, God. Television? I've only seen the pilot episode of The Sopranos. I remember when oh, that happened, and everyone was like, how are they going to do this? Yeah. 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 He's a fudging moron. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fudging moron. <laughs> that never gets old. There's got to be on YouTube like some kind of super cut of all the best yeah. um, TV edits yeah, it's gotta in, be. In like, of the last 20 years. Or well, I know what I'm going to Google when I go home. I know, yeah. Some, some bored person has to have sat down and done that. Oh, I love because I'd shit. watch the shit out of that. Yeah, I'd watch the awesome. sh word out of that. Isn't it funny? <laughs> Let's or not see if to we curse? can not curse for the well, rest of this of episode. Reason, okay, <laughs> that I want to do it is because I think it's funnier. Um, I think real comedy—it's the emotion that makes it funny behind the story you're telling, yeah. and the point you're trying to make. And I, 
also recently starting to get so disgusted with how filthy society's gotten mm-hmm. that I don't want to be a part of it. So okay. I'm actually trying to rebel rebel against what's going on by being a better human. Right. Like I'm like, I'm going to be like, I say please and thank you and I hold doors for people and I'm kind to strangers. Yeah. Because the war, it's, I really, it's like back to the future. It's, 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 Awful. Like being there. a good person, like that's that's punk rock now. Basically, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. That's and like Andrew WK's attitude. Yeah, he's like a rock and roll guy. Fucking, but is he? He's all about partying. But for him, partying is all like positivity and good vibes. And he's right because yeah. it's like you go through those years where you're like, "This is cool," and you're like, "That's not cool. That's destructive." Mm-hmm. And no one is better than Andrew WK. Dude, he wrote an amazing op-ed piece like he has that advice at column yeah village voice yeah where the yeah. kid was like talked about uh you know a family member being diagnosed with cancer and how angry this kid was right at his grandmother for saying we should all pray and then he wrote this unbelievable piece schools this kid on what god really is and what prayer really is right and how he should respect his grandmother because if it wasn't for her and all the struggles she went through he wouldn't be here complaining right now. Right. And then went on to talk about the meaning of life and love. It's good. Guys, find it. It's an amazing letter. Yeah, I've amazing heard a lot dude. of good things about it. And just his column in general. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really great. That would be like, that's one of our dream guests. Ugh, yeah, I was shocked when I read it because I didn't know much about him. I remember when, I think it might have been you two rascals <laughs> that scampered over to the House of Blues to see him years ago. Those knows me and Ari. No, him and Ari. Was it? It was, he headlined the Guitar Center Drumathon. So there was a drum a th- drum contest, and then Andrew WK played. And he broke his leg during the show and finished the show on one leg. He broke it because he gave too many people piggyback rides. Hysterical. The end. Yeah. And That's like an amb- he finishes the show and then leaves in an ambulance like a, like a warrior. That's awesome. It was the coolest. Me and Ari beat the hell out of each other. It was great. That is yeah, both of us fun. taking yeah, off our glasses to go into the mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> we were Here, like, hold these. We were like, let's do it. Hold on, let me get off my glasses. I saw <laughs> I did uh, a month ago at a show. Who was like getting ready to go into a mosh pit? He's wearing all fucking black, and he's got like boots on. He's fucking ready to go. But right before he goes in, he stops. And then, like, carefully puts earplugs in. <laughs> oh, that's a Before he gets too close to the speakers, I'm like, you're about to go elbow and punch people, but you're like, oh, gotta protect the ears. It was oh, the best hysterical. moment. I loved that, it. Yeah, that's. We're like, I'm a pure rebel, but I don't want to lose my hearing. So <laughs> yeah, I need to. Uh, yeah, it, was yeah. the, it was the greatest sight. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awesome. Oh, so dumb. I could not punch Ari harder. Like, I was just punching him as hard as I could. It was so fun. It was like when I was punching you at the ACDC concert. Uh, that that was awesome. <laughs> they played Thunderstruck. I had no choice. Yeah, what are you going to do? I had to punch someone. Na, How's the na, podcast na, going? Na, na, na. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. So fun. I love podcasts because I love people. Yeah. So I love, like, this. When was the last, I think the last time I got to really have a talk with you guys, well, do you at the same time definitely was the your podcast yeah yeah and that was right before yours started or right maybe a few episodes in yeah i guess like i don't know four months ago it was a while ago four or five months ago yeah but my point is one of the best things about the podcast is being able to hang out with a friend yeah and just catch up mm-hmm. it's amazing and awesome and then when you share that experience with the world something amazing and awesome comes out of that it's true and it's so cool like what i started to do because of my podcast I started an old school pen pal campaign 
yeah. where I was like, if you guys write me a letter, I will totally write you a letter back. Whoa. Like so, a pen and paper letter. Yeah, pen and paper. Awesome. I want to bring it back. Yeah. Dude, I'm getting letters from all over the globe. Are they going to Are they in cursive? Uh no. Are yours in cursive? No. Okay. You know that they've stopped teaching or they're rolling it out. They're going to stop. I think they stopped teaching cursive in public schools all over America. Wow. Yeah. I'm I don't have a problem with that. But my question is, what are you going to do for your signature? Oh, sh- oh all yeah. signatures are based in cursive. True. Yeah. I know they end up turning into just like scribbling and weird shit. Yeah. But those scribbles started as a yeah. cursive signature. So what are we going to do now? Well, what I think will happen is I think kids will learn cursive on their own to be rebellious and to be cool because there is something about like when I write, I don't know if this makes me a madman, but like I thank God for technology. I'm not anti-technology at all. Like mm-hmm. I love putting voice memos when I have an idea for a joke. Right. I love like texting out something in my notes section. Yeah. But I also like the feel of a pen in my hand. Me too. And, uh, and sometimes I print and sometimes I use cursive. And there's something like when I am writing cursive, when the ideas are actually starting to flow, so I can just do it faster. Yeah. So I think it serves a purpose somehow. You know, as the prettiest handwriting, uh, Latino prisoners. There was a girl mean? in my high school who used to get letters from like a dude that was in jail, and the the cursive was so pretty because they have nothing but time. Yeah. So like they these guys labor over them. Well, how many examples have you seen besides this one guy? There there was a tumbler. Oh, okay. I want to see that. Yeah, I mean, it was. Kevin it was called like. It was called. It was. Yeah, I forget. It was it was just called like letters from the inside or something. Yeah. But it, it's there. It's just like you know. Also, you have to remember Latinos are big on like hand painted everything. Right, right. Pinstriping, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, calligraphy, mm-hmm. old English. Old English type is basically just it, it's a calligraphy hand script. Cool. But like this printing, she was like, "You may like this." And I looked. I was like, "Oh my god." Like this dude, not only his handwriting was like every the angle was perfect all the way across, wow. yeah. but then he was like, ma- kind of making up his own letter shapes. Cool. Oh, they, I mean, awesome. this thing was stunning because you know, dude's got all day to all do, do this yeah. letter and the soul of a poet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like you know a normal letter. She she showed them to me, and it was, they were insane. In eighth grade, I saw. I think it was it was had to have been some movie or a TV show. Well, you know when anyone's writing a letter or uh-huh. notes, the handwriting is always stunning. Yeah, 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 yeah And yeah. it's never the person. They get like some expert that's like has great penmanship. So I saw a movie once where someone was writing in all caps, and I was like, that looks so cool. And then at the same, around the same time, there was a kid in school that was writing in all caps. I'm like, how do you do that? He's like, I don't know. I just started doing it, <laughs> and I made it my mission to like learn just, just to write in all caps. No more cursive. No more upper lowercase. It had to be all caps because I wanted to get caps. it to look like that. And then I've been doing it ever since. I only write in capital letters, but I think it looks like the writings of an insane person. Because <laughs> well, anyone that's ever seen it is like, dude, I can't read your fucking handwriting. And I, I can read it perfectly. Yeah. But I think if a handwriting analyst looked at it, they'd be like, we need to institutionalize <laughs> yeah. it right now. It's, it looks crazy. I they had show to, up like they capture you like the Incredible Hulk and the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. There's like all these tanks yeah. surrounding your house. Yeah. Yeah. Black helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> you're writing a joke about ice cream. You're like, why are there lights shining in my windows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tear gas canister. <laughs> yeah, I had to write. through a window. I was supposed to write something on a show and they had it was supposed to like write chalk on a little piece of blackboard and I was like oh I can totally do it like kind of I was like uh 
you might want to let me do it. I rule at this. And then I did not. And I was like, I can make it look the same every time. I was not correct. Because it was like the combination of like, okay, write the thing, then turn around. It was just too much for me to do it one time. Yeah. And there was one where not only did I spell the word biological wrong, but I got like the date wrong. And I was like, yeah, you just go ahead and do it. <laughs> like, like let the I've, guy do his uh, job. overestimated myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. It was embarrassing. In draft, in, when you, if you're trying to learn how to be like a, a product designer, or, or I think it's, or also an architect, they teach you, you have to draw in, with a ruler. You write with a ruler. Because it has to be hyper legible. All the things on the blueprints can't be like you can't have like a messy blueprint. It has yeah. to be like hysterical. Spe- yeah. So, so they teach you to write. There's a really specific <laughs> handwriting that goes with blueprints, and yeah, you like have to that. learn it with a ruler. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's pretty intense looking. Blueprints just look neat, dude. They yeah. look. I have some. I like. I have the blueprints for this house, and while I was like, should have been like paying attention, I was like, these are cool looking. Yeah, <laughs> they just look fancy. Do look cool. It's yeah, like a treasure map, kind of. Yeah. It'd it be was cool a treasure to frame map. the blueprints to your own house. I thought of right? doing that, but then I was just so mad by the end that I was like, I just remember, like, all I see in that blueprint is the architect that had to draw the house twice because she drew it in the wrong place one time. Ugh, no way. <laughs> yeah, she drew it. The house that she drew, she had the thing like 10 feet that way, which you couldn't do because it's too close to the wall and you're not allowed. She was like, oh, I put it in the wrong place. So it's like, it, it took an extra two months. Ugh. Which is equal to... Just the, get the blueprints to the Death Star frame. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen people do flame br- blueprints. Uh, Steve Byrne, ge- as a gift, gave the whole cast of Sullivan and Son a framed blueprint of the stage set. So it's the, it's the like, topical drawing ah. of the set. Oh, cool. So it says, like, you know, bar, and That's it has, like, cool all the... That's a cool idea for... Dude, he's one of the coolest He's the best, yeah. dude. He, show, he was showing it. He, did the, he showed it to me. It was really cool looking. He is the best. Steve is the best. That guy gets it. Yeah, I'm going to go to Chicago with him this week. Nice. I have some dates with him coming up. Good, good, good. Yeah, he's the greatest. What, are you playing uh, Schomburg? Yep. Okay, that's a great room. Yeah, I haven't, the last time I was in that room was the night Rogan and Mencia got into it. No way. Yeah, that's how long <laughs> wow. it's been. Because my phone blew up. Oh, everybody's <laughs> phone was blowing up. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, because you know you hang out at the comedy store and you hope you never miss anything? Of course. And then when, like, I used to really get nervous when I'd go out on the road. I'm like, ah, oh, I hope I don't miss something cool. <laughs> yeah. And then I, as soon as that anxiety started to quell down, I missed the like biggest event in the history of the last 20 years. I've missed almost all. If I'm not there, something may happen. I, I don't <laughs> think I've, the only thing, unfortunately, the only thing I was ever there for is when uh, Blue Iris... Uh, Blue, what's his name? Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Peach. Yeah, that happened like. Uh, I witnessed that. Thank God. Dark closed doors. Dark moment. Oh, man. Yeah. Because uh, Danish and O'Neill had me watch it because they were like, no one no one will believe us if we tell everyone, but they'll believe Christy if he, sh- if he says it happened. Wait, you watched it? I, he goes, they go, can you look uh, into the, the bathroom and just uh, tell us what's going on in there? And I looked in the window and I went, why, why did you do that to me? Yeah. <laughs> why did you scar me? Like, why did you make life? me do that? Why did you do that to me? Oh God! That's Why did terrible. you do that? Why? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I c- it never. I can see it. I I can't. It's still there. Can't unsee certain things. Eesh. Danish and O'Neill, by the way, are two of the funniest guys in the history of life. Legendary. Oh, I know. I w- I believe, and I I do remember this. I'm the one who told them to quit the day they quit. They were complaining about it, like the working the parking lot and how Dean was shitting on them or whatever. And I was like, you guys have gotten all you're going to get out working. I go, you should just quit. And the lock, the lock, it was raining, and the lot was a Tetris maze. Yeah. And I go, you guys should just quit. I go, you know what you should do? You should quit right now. 
And they were like, yeah, just we should. I go, out. let me get my car. <laughs> and then I got my car, and then they left. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. the way to do it. <laughs> like, fuck you, place that's never given me any respect. <laughs> As an employee, I'm out of here. Screw you guys, I'm giving. Yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Cartman's delightful. Eric Cartman, really one of the greatest characters in television history. history. He's like, he's Kid Archie Bunker. Yeah. I wonder if they'll ever get out of elementary school. I hope not. That would I mean, be like the best spinoff is you just fast forward 30 years and it's Cartman and he's 38. Or whatever, yeah. it'd be so awesome. Sen- Senator Cartman? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Screw you guys, this bill will not pass. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Because yeah, the Simpsons, on, they've never changed. They've never gotten older. Yeah. They had a couple or... episodes where, like, do you remember the itchy and scratchy cartoon episode? Because Bart got punished and he couldn't see it. So and then, then in the future. The court justice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Him and he took him and Homer went yeah, to see it. Yeah, so I dude, what a great show! I know. I haven't I, seen it in probably fifteen years, but it's still one of my favorite yeah. shows. And then there was the one where Lisa in the future, yeah, yeah. like her love. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They've done a couple of, like future episodes, but to actually move the, and the entire show. Has there ever been an animated show that's done that? They should. What, that ages? Well, like every year the characters actually age a year. That's hysterical. See, I think post-Simpsons people realize that the way to keep it so people like it is that you don't do that. I mean, well, did King of the Hill progress? No, I mean, no one ever aged. No, that's the beauty of animation. Think. Yeah. Um, but you know why they do that? It's just because it's easier. Yeah. Like to just continually draw the same thing instead of continuously Plus, changing it's so it. fun. Yeah. That they don't change. But it'd be yeah. fun if they did change. It would, yeah. They did a whole season where it's like, okay, this is Bart in college. But if, you, but then eventually Grandpa Simpson has to die because time moves on. Then you have a dead Aww. character on a show. That's the thing. You don't want anyone to die. No. But people do die on The Simpsons. They do? That's yeah. only like one or two. I think uh, like, Ned Flanders' wife passed away. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. That was sad. That was, that was years just, ago, too. Years and years. Sheesh. Yeah. All right, Mrs. Krabappel, because the voice lady passed away. Oh. Yeah. Well, Instead of like replacing one. her too, but yeah, I guess now it's like who cares? You can fucking kill people; it doesn't matter. I I, I always think about how if they. I mean, I guess it's not going to be necessary now. But if the DVD box set to the uh, for the Simpsons is going to cost a thousand dollars, like five hundred fucking episodes. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, there's so goddamn many. Yeah, I actually mm-hmm. wished that I had cable recently because of the Every Simpsons FXX. Ever marathon. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, man, that would have been one. I would have I would have spent hours. Going like, oh, yeah, this one. Oh, yeah, that episode. It's the best. You know what I feel kind of bad for kids is that um, now with the advent of Netflix and DVD collections, you can watch every episode in order. Yeah. But one of the things that brought me so much joy as a child because I loved television (coughs) as a kid was when you would see this rant. Like, I used to love Gilligan's Island, for example. Yeah. And every once in a while, they throw a black and white episode in there. I'm like, what the fudge? Gilligan's Island was in black and white? Yeah. Or there'd be an episode that you had never seen before. Uh Because I don't know how they did, um, how they released the episodes through syndication, but like Happy Days, Gilligan's Island, all these shows I grew up on, they would show the same episodes. Yeah, it was like the same seven, exactly. Over and over again. And I Love Lucy like, was like that. Yeah, you'd catch a Brady Bunch where you're like, what the, oh my God. I yeah. love. This is baby talk, baby talk. It's a wonder you can walk. <laughs> I loved when, when uh, I Love Lucy were in California. I love those episodes those were good, so yeah. much. Right? Harpo Marx. That's uh, one of the best scenes of any sitcom. It is 
a masterpiece. It's, it's Orson Welles is in one of them. Yeah, they had everybody. It. They had oh. everybody. There's an episode. We know what I waited for Still more than anything that I would just sit at home and every day I w- it was on in the morning. Weekdays it was on in the morning. Scooby Doo and I would wait and just pray to God it was the episode with Batman and Robin. Oh, so there good. was a crossover rep or Phyllis Diller. Or the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh. Or the Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a one with Batman and Robin and the Penguins in it, and I couldn't even wrap my head yeah, around it. How, why is life so awesome? Yeah, I was that? just like, this is the crazy... That's what... I, when I was... I did this show years ago, and Phyllis Diller guest starred on it, too. We were both guest starring, and it was a bunch of these... It had all these young people on it, and they, uh, the kids didn't know who Phyllis Diller oh. was. And I was like... You, she's been famous longer than anyone here has been alive. She's so famous she was a cartoon, yeah. not a character herself. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, I love those crossover things. Oh, the crossover cartoons, I couldn't even deal with it. <clears throat> Dude, you remember when Hulk Hogan was on the A-Team? Might have been the happiest <sighs> I've ever been in the history of my life. <laughs> my, on my birthday, I think I was seven. My mom let me walk home from school. I was six. My mom let me walk home from school by myself. That was like one of the things I got to do. She was like, you're six now. So I walked to like three blocks home from elementary school. And when I got there waiting for me was the 18 van toy and uh, Mr. T and Hannibal. Best birthday ever. That's cool. (laughs) It was that van was so cool. Is Saturday morning cartoons still a thing in like kids lives? This week just got canceled. Literally, it's done. I just saw that thing. It's like it's, it's officially over. And if you're into Saturday morning cartoons on my new CD, remember this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a 10 minute joke about the joy of a Saturday morning. Uh, oh, there you go. God, you couldn't. Perfect tie in. You couldn't beat that shit. Do you I remember watching cart- fucking X Men in the morning? Oh, amazing. Um, by that point, I was already really into the comic book. So I watched that cartoon just like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, to me, the cartoon, I like that cartoon a lot, but I remember. Wishing the drawings were as good as the drawings were in the comic books, but it's impossible. You literally yeah. can't do that. There was a Batman, a version of Batman that, that was. That there was a Batman cartoon that was amazing. You know Batman why? Beyond. It, there was it all took place. Like I read about it. It was. It was. They. <laughs> the Joy and Kevin. Sorry, voice. I'm freaking out. I know. I'm I know out. this. I'm freaking out because <laughs> that Batman and Gar- it was po- Gargoyles was the first cartoon in it, and they drew it all on black paper. Oh, cool. So then Batman came out after that. They're like, no, that we figured out how to make a cartoon super sweet is it's super dark. So gargoyles and bat- everything started with like gray or black paper. Oh, that's so Or like, cool. you know, cell vinyl or whatever they were using. And that's when that, that sweet Batman one came out. Which Batman? Was it was like that. I think it was the Batman Beyond. That okay. first one that came out. We were probably, I was, was like just ending high school. So you were in like... So it was probably yeah, because it was Batman the animated series, which didn't have like a dark, super dark Mm-mm. vibe. To it. But Batman Beyond did. He was like young. Yeah, is it weird? <sighs> but it worked. So Gargoyles was sweet too. You know what I loved? Gummy Bear cartoon. I never saw it. It was so good. It gummy bear juice. They lived in a forest. They lived in like a giant tree, and that like the root system was like subways. And cool. then they would get gummy berry juice and bounce all over the place. It was dope. Wow. It was a dope cartoon. Do you remember? I even watched Captain Planet, which was like the cheesiest show. It was like these kids all had a ring, and each one represented an element. Earth, wind, fire, water, and and whatever. Didn't Captain Planet sort of... forces combine, and then they put their rings together, and it goes, I am Captain Planet. It was just this environmentally friendly Yeah, I was going to say, didn't it kind of soft push environmentalism on you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was really fucking stupid. I will say, I learned from He-Man that if you're in the desert, trapped, you can't find water, you can cut a cactus open, and there's water at the bottom of it. 
It's amazing what you learn from television, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only He-Man. I actually watched a thing on VH1. It was about the 80s. And they decided to make a He-Man cartoon after the toys came out. And they said there was something that like, there was like a, a licensing thing that you had, if you could do it if it was partially educational. So they, they literally had to put those and now you know things. Well, you know what was really interesting? I took a, a, like a two-hour seminar. Like my brother and I were going to write movies. So we went to the screenwriting right. expose once. And one of the classes you could take was from the guy that created the Masters of the Universe cartoon. Whoa. Because it was all on animation and creating an animation, a story Bible and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But he, the reason why they had to create a cartoon, you're right, the toy came out first. Yeah. And the problem was the toy wasn't selling. So Mattel, I believe, put mm-hmm. that toy out, and they were like, have kids gotten so stupid that they <laughs> forgot how to play? And that was essentially the logic behind it, that they had to put a cartoon out on the air to show kids how the toys worked. Yeah. Wow. And the guy that was an older dude, he was so cool. He's like Santa Claus in real life. Mike Black knows his name for sure. For sure. But he was saying like how in the forties you could just give a kid a stick and they could create they could create their own worlds. Yeah. yeah. And like by the eighties you could give a kid an awesome action figure and they're like, What's it do? Yeah. yeah. I mean I had um I had He Man, I had Castle Grayskull, got it for Christmas one year. Awesome. And then Man of War, which was that dude with the helmet and like the green he had green legs. I don't know why. <laughs> he was a My badass. brother had Battle Cat. He Man was dope. Shira. So cool. Those cartoons were sweet. You know what the best one was? Fucking Animaniacs. Yep. Uh, that was a great cartoon. Animaniacs was hilarious. It was so funny. The They Might Be Giants episode? I don't remember that one. Dude, they did an episode with They Might Be Giants music all the way through it. See, that's cool. Oh, it was They're dope. the reason there's a pinky in the brain. Yep. Yeah. Do you know what I think's the coolest about cartoons? Because it's like, what I found fascinating with my comedy is like when I take people on these little... This, I don't know, whatever you want to fucking call it. Yeah. But those emotions of childhood are stay consistent. It's not the references. Like, like there are kids that will come up to me after a show, and they're like, do you remember this cartoon? And I'm like, bro, I had the Smurfs. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, what the hell is a Smurf? And then, no lie, once there was an old guy that was like, do you remember Steamboat Willie? And I was like, no, I had Mickey Mouse. And he was like, it's the same guy. It was that <laughs> passion that you yeah. had. And I think one of the coolest things about being a kid is like when you're just so into something, you're not afraid of how people are going to accept it. And I remember watching certain cartoons or the A-Team where I would just, my world would stop and I'd be so connected and so in love with that thing. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, my program's on. And I wouldn't even make eye contact with yeah. my mom. I would just shake her off. I'll eat later. This yeah. is on now. And just be so in love with something. Because that was the extent of your world back then anyway. It was like yeah. your parents and then whatever happened at school and then your imagination. You didn't yeah. know about the rest of the world. And you couldn't record it. There was You, could, you would miss it. You could yes. miss things. Yes. Like forever. For sure. Forever. Yeah. Before the internet. I never missed forever. a Who's the Boss because Alyssa Milano was so the bee's hot. knees. Yep. Still is. Still is. Yeah. She's today, still hot. Today, tomorrow, forever, Milano. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's the cool thing about doing what we do. We get to be passionate about things. We get to still enjoy things. The notion that you ha- part of your job can be like, I'm going to write a bit about sweet cartoons, and then to have it work and have that be a part of your living is pretty amazing. Yeah. Like, I would love to... The, we were talking before you showed up about sweet BMX bikes. Mm-hmm. Just like, the notion you could just talk about that and have, like... I don't, they're interesting. A lot of people kind of look down on nostalgia sometimes. 
that like everyone's it's all about like what's the next thing what's the next thing but there were these things that were such an important part of your life and helped i think sometimes you mistake the fact i think why nostalgia is important is it helps the things you're nostalgic about help formed Who the things are. that are being made now. Oh, of course. You there's know, nothing new. Like, there's just a fine line between being too nostalgic. Because if you get caught up, too caught up in like those days were better. Yeah, that's, then it's like your growth as an artist is kind of fucked. Right. Because you have to continually but move everything forward. Repeats but itself. Right. Like whatever's old is new. Whatever's new is old. There's no new thought. Like if the sad thing, Mike Black and I were talking about this last night. Everything has been figured out. Everything's been figured but out. But they always say that. And then there's always someone who's broken new ground every like 10 or 15 years. I think years. that's generational where there is a certain amount of arrogance per generation where we think, well, we've figured everything out. No, 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 no. I mean like issues, like not knowledge. Uh-huh. We don't really know anything. Well, right. Yeah. We Like about the universe, about life, about yeah. the mean. But like these these themes that come up in your life, they, Aristotle, everything. What's, yeah. Like I wrote a bit once and I have, I didn't really develop it. But it was like every song's already been written, but each generation needs to feel like they wrote it. Like all those feelings you go through when you're 16, everybody's been through those feelings. Yeah. Those feelings, like now that I see the world as a 40-year-old versus a 25-year-old, now when I see a 25-year-old, I didn't think anybody had felt like that before. Yeah. That, and it's like, no, dude, everybody's been through it before. Yeah. It's interesting. It's fascinating. Yeah, they need the, it, connected. And, and, you, and I think what happens is older people are like, uh, you shouldn't listen to that. You should listen to the bands I listen to. It's like, no, they need their own. It's their, that's it. Exactly. It's their, like I call it, that's my shit. Yeah. Like, and there's certain things that I didn't even like as a kid, but now I'm like, oh, man, that's my favorite. And uh. I didn't like REO Speedwagon when I was nine. Uh, right. But now I hear REO, and it takes, it's a time machine for me. It's something yeah. that's very specific to my life. But then you go back, and I love Sinatra. I love yeah. music now. But it's like those feelings that you want. And through. part of it is because you neglected to listen not ne- or like denied it then because you're like, I want to listen to the new stuff because yeah. the new stuff was still influenced by that old Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. So now when you go back, you're like in a weird way, you're like, it reminded me of this band, but that band was influenced by guys like Sinatra and whoever. Yeah. And then you're, you're in a way more open to it because yes. you listen to similar things. Oh, yeah. The, well, I think what happens too is that as you get older, time takes on much different value. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when I was a kid, anything that happened before I was born was ancient. Right. It was ancient. And I think, like, the part of the problem with life is that we feel that we are the center of the universe. Right. Like, you think everything's here for you. But then, hopefully, God willing, you start to realize that it's not all about you. Mm -hmm. And then that makes, to me, at least shifting that focus made time almost seem non-existent to me. Does that make any sense? How do you mean non-existent? That something uh, I realized a hundred years ago was an instant ago. A hundred years used to seem like forever. Oh, because you're saying your lifetime isn't the most important no, part of exactly all of the universe. Yeah, humanity's only yeah. been here for a blip. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That like, makes sense when you put. When you put they, that I think they figured out there's only been white people for ten thousand years. Like we haven't white people haven't been here very terribly long. In comparison to like that sounds like something you say right before. Now, will you please take some of our literature? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like seriously, yeah. I, I get so nervous. It's easily more than ten thousand. No, I, re- I I saw it was like they figured out that what we consider like people started migrating away from basically the p- places where people's skin started getting lighter because of climate was only about ten thousand years ago. Well, I've seen some Doesn't, stuff that's kind of weird, like about the whole. I don't know. I don't want to get into. 
Into what? No, do it. Evolution and all those things. Yeah. But, like, yeah, modern man hasn't been, like, Neanderthals were a different species than Homo sapiens. Yeah. They were on the planet at the same time. Yeah, I mean, you always hear, you always, like, read evidence where they go, like, everything originated from um, Africa at different times, or, like, all at different times, right? And then you hear that they find skeletal remains in parts of China that are different than it's fascinating. the ones that came out Nobody of Africa at this time. I mean, they know, but they just, like... They they just have theories that they put in brackets of like anywhere between twenty thousand years ago and ten, and then they'll find like skeletal remains somewhere else. They go, all right, well it was more like twenty thousand and fifteen thousand. Just the windows get smaller. Yeah, but then sometimes things just totally shatter. Mm. Like what we accept as truth and fact is always getting replaced with science. That that's what makes science awesome. Yeah, but there's so many things right now that in our lifetime that we accept as fact maybe 400 five, in the future they'll be like what idiots they thought this right like um, my boy Tom Shadyak did this great documentary called I Am it's awesome it's what is on, it uh, I, I am? am okay and it's just this unbelievable documentary on like where, where, where do we find it Netflix it's on okay. Netflix um, and it's just I don't wanna I could gush about it forever but just about uh Taking Darwin, for example, mm-hmm. that even in there's this misconception that we're all in competition with each other. But even in Darwin's writings, he talked about the, the pa- cooperation is the only thing that makes a species move, move forward. Uh-huh. And it was really cool. It's like more of a spiritual documentary, but he goes into like the science behind all these spiritual beliefs. Right. I was I thinking think cool. about because I was, I, was, it was, I was thinking about it from a, a thing I might make drawings about, but. I was thinking about this like notion of individuality, how we're, people get kind of obsessed with it, but the only you only can really gauge individuality against the whole. Like someone can only stand out as an individual in comparison to other people. So there's no really like this notion that an individual is like the a person on their own and like alone in their journey is only it's you they only stand out, stand out as an individual in reference to other people. Like you can't I don't know, I can't I haven't wrapped my head around it completely yet, but I know I, what you're saying. There's just that something without the other people. There is no individual. Yeah, like in reference to other behaviors, like it has to exist with against another thing. Otherwise, it do, it, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. But how you does it, I mean? How does it make you less of an individual? I don't know that it makes you less of an individual, but I think without it, without it, it doesn't exist. Like you don't. <sighs> There's something You're like that. Like without you can't have a happy without a sad or a black without a white, good without an evil. Yeah, basically. But I, I, I think I was just thinking of it in terms of like, because you always hear like everyone's unique, everyone's special, but you don't, you can't say that without like the everyone. It's like, but everyone is like the whole and everyone's, to say like everyone's an individual is basically saying everyone's the same. Yeah, that's why I love like when I like read about Christianity and stuff like that. I love it as, as like a philosophy because like their whole thing is like you have to die to yourself to truly become yourself and that everybody has a unique purpose but we're all connected and all are one. It's really mm-hmm. interesting. There's all these cool, um, what's the word where it's like, it sounds like you're saying the opposite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dichotomies? No. The other paradox? One. Yeah, I'm not, maybe not a paradox. Well, how do you, how do you mean, explain it more? You know that word. Like a contradiction? Sounds, yeah, no. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's so cool. Life is cool. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I mean, it mostly is. You're right. I you know when I doubt there's always 
cartoons and ice cream and eight. Well, like I told you, that dude who used to make Haro bikes started following me on Instagram and it made me so happy. Haros are awesome. Dude, the Bob Haro started following me on Instagram. That's cool. Because he, I follow him. Is he still making bikes? I don't, I think he might have sold Haro a long time ago because he makes stuff, but I don't think it's bikes necessarily. And they're not called Haro. He has different companies. So I bet you he sold the name at some point and it's peak for like a boatload of money or whatever but he i didn't realize i only known this for maybe a year but in bmx plus magazine or that i used to get there used to be these cool cartoons that were like drawings of bmxers and he used to draw them i didn't know this they were amazing i used to copy them to learn how to draw and he posted one that i copied like 10 times yeah And and i replied i was like dude i copied this so many times to learn how to draw and like it helped me become an artist, and and he started following me. I was like, victory, victory! Because dude, we were talking about those ads in the eighties were so cool. Mm. Those bikes were so cool, like white tire, like freestyle. That to me, I couldn't. You know, I wasn't like like adventurous enough or exciting to like go off any real jumps or race or anything. But like, just the look of the freestyle bikes, like the white tires and those plastic white mag wheels. And just the number, like I had a number plate for no reason. For, like, yeah, no one had a reason. Yeah, like, I, but I got one at the Montrose Bike Shop. It was so cool. Same I mean, place I got my number plate. Are was you serious? <laughs> you guys went to the same bike shop? Yeah. Yeah, it was the only one in the neighborhood. Oh, that's my, that's I think town. it was 12 bucks. Yeah, there, I mean, because it was, was it like... A zero, was it a zero line or zero I think nine? I got... A, I remember double zero and it was the cool thing to get for a while. I don't think I got a number. I think I left it blank because no, I couldn't pick. the name of the pick. company that made them. Oh. Oh, you know what? I got number 12. That was my favorite number at the time. There was Uno Seats, and then it was a company called Zero Something that made oh, the number plates I don't remember. that were awesome. Yeah. Because you needed a good number plate. Yeah. I remember getting one because I couldn't afford <laughs> any plate. other bike part. Because if, oh, yeah. if you wanted to upgrade your bike, like parts cost money. Money. You had those sweet pedals, but they were expensive. Bear trap pedals. Bear trap pedals. Yeah. Or what the cranks too? The redline three-piece cranks. Yeah, the th- yeah they were they like were red. over a hundred bucks in the eighties. Yeah, so yeah. a number plate was twelve bucks, and it, it made your bike plastic. You look so. <laughs> mine was white, black, and gray. Yeah, and then a cool thing to get at the time was gy- the gyros too, so you could do like oh, three sixty spins with the your neck. handlebars. I got the gyro, but I never used it to do anything. I just got it. It was cool to have because you could like, you could. Uh, I can't remember the name of the move, but you could, you could stop your tire with your your front tire with your foot and spin your bike oh, yeah, all the yeah, way yeah. around like you and then hop, hop back thing. on it. Uh, and that was easier to do with a gyro. Do you guys remember the movie Rad? Yes. I never saw it. I made my brother, my mom on Saturday, she'd go to the video store and we could pick a video. I made my brother get rad every week for two years. <laughs> that's funny. And it was just a movie about BMXing that's so super sweet. It had the, the lady that was on Full House. Uh, um, what's it? The, the, the hot one? Yeah, the hot one. That, that ended up being like his girlfriend. On, to Uncle Jesse? Yeah. No, no, no. To Bob Saget. It was like his co-host of the morning show. Forget oh, her name. Yeah. She was remember. in it, and she was, and they and they have like a slow dance freestyle bike makeout scene at a school dance, uh-huh. and then like they start like the upstart BMX team that doesn't have any money is going to take on like the me and there's like evil twins just like GI Joe. Tremendous. They're taking on like the like evil BMX team like Karate Kid, and then like the local mean guy who always used to chase them out of the place he used to bike. It turns out to be rich and funds their bike team, and so they is kick out, gives them sweet <laughs> uniforms, and they have helmets and stuff, and the so and the awesome. kid ends up winning because he could do a backflip oh that's awesome he does a backflip out of like a fake a giant cereal bowl in the race 
Yeah, it was the. I'm gonna get it again as soon as you guys leave. I would love to get a BMX bike. Just dude, to like, dude, Ryan, the manager of the La Jolla Comedy Store, got one. Really? I think he got a hutch. Like ten years ago, I bought a free agent, and it was like those were pretty good. Two hundred dollars, and I was like, this is so sweet. And I, the within the first two hours, I rode it. The tires popped. Like I rode over some like whatever, and they popped instantly. Even but that, for like jumping curbs and like so that kind fun. of stuff, it's I can't do it on mine. Where Did you guys I live, race. Like no. officially Dean Delray. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Turns no. out Delray used to race BMX. He showed me pictures. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, he's done everything. Yeah. There was a suite where I lived in Burbank at the time when I got the free agent. There was a suite bank that I used that I for like a month I was I was riding pretty often. It was pretty fun. Do one of the worst things that ever, sixth grade when life starts to fall apart. <laughs> the big kids the big kids made a ramp and it seemed like it was gigantic. It probably wasn't that big, but it was a jump ramp. Yeah. And there was this kid named Mike Keenan that had a red line and everybody was like, He really races. He didn't go to public school, he went to some rich kid's school. And then he had set it up in front of his house with cool kids and then like <laughs> the normal kids in my neighborhood were all hanging out and then they were all like a couple years older than me and I and they were like, Are you too much of a baby to go off the ramp? Oh man. I'm like, I am not too much of a baby to go off the <laughs> and they were like Here we oh go. you're gonna do it and i was and then my one friend was like have you ever done anything like this i was like no <laughs> what have i done and then every and then the big kids were like you have our, the cool kids were like you have our respect just pedal as fast as you can and as soon as you're in the air pull up that was the only <laughs> advice i got right you gotta push so, back down after you pull up though soon as I hit the ramp, I'm flying through the air. I pull up too hard because of all my chubby kid aggression. Yeah. And nervous anxiety. <laughs> and I pull up and the bike flies from out from underneath me. Yeah. Gone. So I let go of the bike. I land straight on my head. I'm like, this is not good. Oh, my God. Then the bike comes crashing down on top of me. <laughs> Terrible, right? And even my little brother was like, He's gonna like he. Everybody came running over. Yeah, everybody, and I was like, "Hold it in, do not cry, do not cry, hold it in." And then everybody was like, "Are you okay?" And then I could feel the lump on the back yeah. of my head just getting bigger. But then Jeez. everybody was like, "You have to do it again." I'm like, "I am not doing it again." I'm blind in one eye. Yeah, and they were like, "If you don't do it again, you're gonna be afraid for your whole life." I was like. That sounds fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but I wound up doing it over, going over again and almost not. I didn't get crushed. But then I was like, that's it. All right, guys, I got to go. And I was holding in the holding in the crying, holding in the crying. And the look, I still remember the look of concern on my younger brother's face. Like, are you OK? And I'm yeah. like, not here. Not here. <laughs> oh, God. And then as soon as I got home, I held it together and I just sat down because it was time for dinner. My mom just turned around for making dinner. She's like, sweetie, how was your day? And I was like, you're about to find out. <laughs> Boom. And just started to cry. <laughs> I, held, I held in the tears for at least 12, 13 minutes. Yeah, I held yeah. them in and it seemed like an eternity. And as soon as my mom was there, I was like, it's time to cry. That's oh. There was a kid um, who was like the ultimate biking, like BMX kid when we were in school named Bobby Archer. And he was one of those guys that could do every trick. If it was a new trick, he was the guy that was able wow. to do it probably within two days of ever, ever kind of people hearing about it or so whatever. So was he more of a freestyle guy or more, more BMX? He was, like, he was both. He was also good on, like, on actual ramps. Like his, I remember his parents built him a quarter pipe. Lucky. And then we found out about it and we're like, dude, did you hear Bobby has a fucking quarter pipe or an F-wording quarter pipe? Yeah. And... uh 
And we're like, let's go see it. And we all ride our bikes over there. And we're like, yeah, we could probably, he's, he's nice. And he'll probably let us like, you know, ride it and jump it. And then we get there and it's just like parked in the driveway. Like it's a car, like this ramp. And we get there and see it. And we, as we're riding up, he's already jumping on it. And we look at it and we're like, we're all too afraid. Yeah. Because it was, it was big. Where was this? This is up um, north of like Santa Carlotta okay. or like now right around near there. What was his name? Bobby Archer. Okay. And I think he had an older him? sister. Found him on Facebook or anything? Well, you know what? what well, anyway, well, he, he's jumping this thing and we're like, this guy is like crazy. How can he do this? And we're all too afraid to do it. But it was like this nice, you know, quarter pipe. He'd jump in and do like spin his handlebars like a, you know, 180 so like cool. fake. Tabletop. And then he breaks his back <gasps> oh, like a few weeks later. Jesus. I don't think on the ramp on something else. But he was one of those kids where, like, he showed up with, like, he just kind of, like, a cat. It wasn't too bad of a break, but he had this cast on that we just put a shirt on over it. Jesus. Wow. He could walk up and knock on his chest. It was really funny. He's um, hardcore. But he He's was. Hardcore. And then he was, we're like, dude, you're already walking around. He's like, well, it wasn't too bad. A few months Jesus. later, this thing is off, and he's fucking back on the ramp. Badass. And then he starts like BMX, like dirt racing. Then he gets into dirt biking. Like he was one of those dudes Just where cool. the fear never was an issue. He was always like, well, I got to learn that. That's insane. He's one of those guys. Buddy, it's Do you know what he does now for a living? What? Owns a fucking bike shop. Oh, that's, oh cool. that's cool. Isn't that cool? We are getting bikes from him. I was going to yeah. say either bikes or special It's in forces. La Crescenta. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I went to it once. There was like, my brother had a friend named Ryan Darwick who had, he managed to keep an entire half pipe secret. Because he was a BMX, he could ride BMX half pipe. And one day we were skateboarding. We were my, he goes, we're going to Ryan's, and we show up, and he had. It wasn't for skateboarding because there's no coping on top. It was and vert ramps for BMX have way more vert. Vert, yeah. And so we show up, and this dude, had, his dad had wedged a half pipe <laughs> into their small patio, wow. and we were just like, how in the world did a 13 year old boy? keep a half pipe secret. I think his dad was like, I'll build you a half pipe, you but you can't tell anyone. anyone. And Lawsuits, he, buddy. Yeah, and he was like... Yeah. Some ri- crack his head to take our house. Yeah, so he starts <laughs> writing it and dude could totally rip. We were... we were, I was dumbfounded by it. Yeah. That's like finding out one of your friends is a magician. You're yeah. like, how did you hide this? Whole yeah, thing? seriously. Is this your card? Yes. Yeah, keep, yeah. yeah, Keeping a secret like that, dude. Because uh, you know in your head, you're like... If I tell people, I'm automatically the most popular kid in school. Yeah, yeah I would lie. Can't. I was going to say, and that's they the lived. Thing I would make up as a lie. He lived on Rose, maybe on Lacrosena Boulevard. Uh-huh. So it was, and their house was like on. So if you were paying attention, you probably could have seen him like flying through the air as you drove by. Like, what's that? Yeah. So oh, cool. it's my new my my new best friend's house, dude. And then you're there every fucking day. Guy kept because my brother had another friend of his who had a ramp, and people knew he had it, but you couldn't. You had to be invited. And I got invited one. I got oh, invited one cool time, kids. and I was decent. They let me come back because I could because I I pulled a front side all. I did a front side ollie on the ramp, and they were like, "All right, you can kind of skate." Yeah. But this ramp was. It had a roll. It had a roll in, like a long roll in, and then it was like five feet high. This thing was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my life. Like this thing must have cost five thousand dollars in nineteen ninety, and I was. I couldn't believe what Amazing. I was looking at. Wow. It was so perfect. That it was sense blue. Of discovery, like it was like the chin ramp. It was like I walked up to the animal chin ramp. I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing this right now. That's so cool. It's What's like his Singap- name? It's like the pirate ship at the end of Goonies, where everyone yeah, just turns yeah. around. They're like, this is majestic. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. It was so cool looking. I should get a half pipe tattooed on my body. Maybe a Man, launch life ramp. Is so cool. A launch ramp would be cool. A launch ramp would look cool. That would look cool. If you built a tiny, tiny launch ramp, I'd go over it. 
I might. I've been thinking of like a curb. Height. I've been thinking of building a we- like a, cementing a wedge just in front of my garage. Yeah. Because there's a wall there. There's tons of space, and it, I would just make a like. Because I saw a guy do one, like some skater built one in his house. It's basically a tiny quarter pipe that's like two feet high with coping on top, just to like grind in his backyard, yep. just to mess around on. And it, he did it himself with cement. Like I could sort of do it. I'd probably mess it up, but that'd be sort of fun. But like yeah. I could build a little wedge in my driveway. Yeah, make yourself more toys. Yeah, we used to build little like yeah. We would just take like a big, you know, two by four or whatever, just like a big piece of wood, and then find like a plank. And then just drop it on top. Uh, we ruined. And then that would be a, like a little ramp. And yeah. We'd jump until we either broke the plank. Yeah. Or the and invariably like the piece of wood underneath, you'd keep pushing it out, and <laughs> you know invari- what? somebody would get it right at the as it's getting pushed out, and they would just shatter the fucking the f wording plank. And then we're like, oh, now we got to find a new plank. Which in those days it would take weeks. Yeah. Because oh. you didn't have a car, you didn't know where to no. get one. You just had to run the into fast. one. Dude, I'm calling my parents after this podcast because, <laughs> like, I can't. There's yeah. been so many themes brought up in this thing that are just making me realize, like, dude, I know for a fact me and my younger brother ruined every picnic table my parents had. <laughs> That's funny. We were just like, no, we could take this wood. Yeah. What are you doing back there, yeah. buddy? Yeah. Like, I'm just putting down a welder's mask, <laughs> like, <laughs> firing up the gun. And then I remember once there was like this sweet like banquet table my parents had in the garage. Like that you could set up for like a yard sale or a bake sale or something. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Use that. When I was a kid, I remember anyone who had a ramp, they would just, there was all those things like, oh yeah, we just got to go steal a bunch of wood. And it was basically people stealing wood. They're like, oh, we got it from a construction site. Or, but what they really meant was someone renovating their house. Yeah. So some poor bastard who's putting in a new kitchen shows up. They're like, uh, we're missing 14 sheets of plywood that cost me this much. Like, how awful would that have been? Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Kids are just so silly. You don't have any sense of money. Like, it's wood. Wood's cheap. Trees are right there. What's the big deal? Yeah, and your barometer of right and wrong is a little tweaked. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, what's right is having fun right now. Yeah. <laughs> and what's wrong is not having all this fun we want to have. <laughs> what the hell? Anyone Get I knew <laughs> anyone I knew who built a ramp, there was always this moment where everyone wanted to ride it before it was done. So and and you'd ride That's it before hysterical. you put on enough sheets of masonite and then you'd make a kink because there was so now there was a damn kink in the ramp. Ramp was big because so no, no one really knew how to build anything, and you all got yeah. cheap. You didn't buy enough two by fours, so where it would start to curve, you didn't brace it enough, so you'd get a kink at the bottom. And everyone's in such a hurry to ride it. When you're in a kid, you're in a hurry for everything. Yeah. Do you ever try to make popsicles? You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You freeze them, and you're like, are they done yet? Are they done yet? <laughs> yeah. They're never gonna be done if you keep on opening the freezer. <laughs> yeah. Why does Tang freeze so slowly? Yeah. Oh my god, I just wrote a new bit. <laughs> I'm totally Absolutely that, right. You're absolutely My right. friend Scott Cohen's dad worked and construction. And what were we in a hurry for? I don't know. Like, to why? To get where? I don't know. We had uh, nothing on the agenda. The, I will say, I was the only kid I ever knew who didn't wake up early on Christmas Day. I slept till 11. I don't know why. At what age? Till I was... Till the whole Last time year. Was a little baby kid? <laughs> yeah, I, right did not, I did not wake up early on Christmas Day. I knew that. I was like, they're not going to get rid of them. They'll be I'm there. I'm imagining Kevin at nine in a bathrobe, PJ <laughs> sipping a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother would open. My brother would get so frustrated he'd open my presents. He'd be like, "You got this Star Wars toy." Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> he couldn't take that's it. It's funny. Yeah, like everyone knew I got a bike before I did. Christmas morning <laughs> was the best feeling ever. Yeah. He came. He came. My I brother just jumping up. 
I just wish summer would last as long as it felt when we were kids. Uh, that's why I moved to Southern California because it does. Now you know the feeling of like summer activities and like you know that kind of like that time off. Girls' yeah. butts being all of a sudden extremely visible. That's still around. Yeah, that's still pretty there. Summer in New York when it first starts to get warm is the hottest thing you've ever seen because it's just the hottest women all of a sudden in like little clothes. You're just like, dear God. Yeah, yeah or spring on a college campus. Yeah, when chicks just put on bikinis and lay out. It's like grass. that out here too. Yeah, when it's actually when like when the first kind of few hot Dude, it's days. It's 100 degrees in October. It's I awesome know, it's, out here. It's pretty I great. I love it here. And you know what? For all this nostalgia talk, I love being a grown-up. Dude, being a oh, grown-up yeah, yeah. and doing what you love is so much better than being in middle school. Oh, dude. I absolutely If agree. you can hang on to some of the... I, I tell you, buying re, like buying stickers now and buying like a skateboard t-shirt or buying a skate, like a deck that I have, is so fun to me. It's so much fun. It's so satisfying. Because you can actually have it now. I'm going to look up BMX ads after we're done. It's going to be so sweet. The last time we did, so we did an episode where we talked about BMX bikes a little bit. It's m- months back. I remember going home and getting online and just like reading about old BMX bikes. And then yeah. looking on eBay and be like, I wonder if people sell these things. Yeah, How much do they go for? They are the baseball cards, skateboard decks, and BMX bikes, and old video game things are like yeah. the baseball cards for our generation. Like, because when I was a kid, I collected baseball cards and I thought they were awesome. But, like, the Mickey Mantle cards were people my dad's age buying back their childhood. Right. Now, people are doing that with old original decks. Yeah. They're yeah. doing it with, like, with tons people, of stuff. Yeah. Remaking BMX bikes piece by piece. Mm-hmm. So cool. It's crazy. They just re- the, I told They just reissued, like, the PK Ripper, like, so maybe awesome. a year ago. And, man... It was it's it came with white tires. It was like it was like lime green and black and like chrome. It looks so cool. It's just like I want this, and I didn't even have one. But I was like, I definitely I wanted it, it. See, I just want to get the one like the one I could never have when I was a kid because they were oh, too expensive. Which one was that? Kids, I can't. And there were a couple, but they were like on the GT series of bikes. There was like the lowest end to the highest yeah. end, yep. and I remember like. A couple of kids had those, and I'm like, dude, those are like the dream bike. I think for me it would be GT or Haro because they yeah. they had like the coolest. They they like looked like a bike that had been customized, but they were already done. So they had like the sweet mag wheels, the yeah. white tires, mag and wheels. There were yeah, a couple like, of good red lines. Out yeah. there. rims. Did you guys ever have Z rims? Uh-uh. They bend. No. Oh, dude. I think I no. I think GT. I think a really cool GT would probably. That's what I always kind of wanted. I can't remember the series. I always thought Haro was like a part of GT in my head. Oh, Mongoose, though, was pretty Mongoose, sweet. Mongoose, Diamondback, they're all great bikes. Yeah. Because yeah. the top-of-the-line Diamondbacks and Mongooses were just as good as... There, was the, there were those Dinos, too. Dinos! Dino yeah. VFR was one. Awesome. Dino... Dino. I can't remember. Dino with a Y, right? Maybe yeah. Dino was what I was super into. I had a into. Dino, like the lowest-end Dino. That's awesome. I remember that. Oh, it still felt good to have. Do you know what? That's when I realized what branding was. Because I knew kids that had like Columbia bikes and Mm -hmm. Toys R Us bikes, and they realized they could just go to a bike shop and put stickers on their bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, they were way cooler. Yeah. I was like, what's wrong with the world? I remember remember, like Huffy's got such a bad rap. But then in the end, when you look back, you're like, they weren't all garbage. They were were like, like it was the Kmart brand. But they also sold like a good Huffy at the bike shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with Schwinn. 
They made that Schwinn Predator. That was same dope. thing with Veriflex skateboards. They weren't the worst, and they actually spawned. They had pro skaters. Lance Mountain skated for Veriflex. Veriflex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Schwinn's like a good, reliable, old bike company. It's been oh, around yeah. forever. Yeah. forever. But like Schwinn's BMXs, if, did they make BMXs? Yeah, the Predator. I'm sure they did, yeah. The okay. They weren't like super cool. No, because they had that old, That's the logo. old people bike. Yeah, the yeah, logo. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like Haro and Dino and GT were all like yeah. like a big they were blocky font. on the GT, yeah. Dude, they were, to me, when I think of that stuff, it's everything's fluorescent. That's why it was so sweet. Yeah purple and green and pink and stuff and like metallic yellow and shit yeah dino I, but dude. we would just go to the bike shop and just fuck it they were they had basically like a gutter right in front of the bikes for drool to collect <laughs> and then wash out onto the street because it was just, it was just a, a line of kids just going oh they had that right when you I walk in the door there was that first line of bikes where they had all the sweet ones and the, and they i think they kind of arranged them by price so like the really expensive one was up front and that well, was like the, by series. It was like the Haros. Dude, I want a Haro. Dude, what's, can we all do a field trip? Let's just end this and go to a field <laughs> I want to, because I miss that smell of the bicycle tires. Oh, man. It's such a great smell. Well, you know, Montrose Bike Shop doesn't even sell BMX bikes. It's just a road bike shop. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But I mean, there's got to be a place that sells like those kinds of bikes. But I mean, new BMX bikes are not like the old ones. You know what? They have bigger. Christie's t- got cash. Why don't you? <laughs> let's just start buying old BMX bikes and yeah. selling them. I watched. There's there was this famous skater named Sal Barbier, and now what he does is flips eBay bikes. That's like his thing. That's he collects okay. like you know hard to find bikes like that and flips them. So he just like restores them, pretty much. Yeah, or he just like he basically he'll find like because a lot of times they've been broken up. So he'll buy like he'll yeah. find the frame of an old Haro the and then and find that. everything and then put it together and then sell it as a thing. Man, they are dope. So cool. That's Ugh. cool. See, I would like want one of those like classic old BMX and then just like put it on a wall. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I want like an office. <laughs> Cuz then you could, that's where you can really put all your stuff. Yeah. yeah. In your office. All your cool shit. Ugh. I want a bike sick. right now. I would love to ride a BMX bike right now. Yeah, I'm at too. least going to look up some t-shirts. I can't remember the last time I rode a BMX bike or any bike. I had like the, remember the long sleeve BMX t-shirts with like checkerboard down oh, the sleeves? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dang. Oh, what yeah. you gonna do? Dude, those were the coolest. The coolest. Finding a good park too with just enough ledges. So cool. I was always trying to ride on dirt. Like to me, my age group was like, it was all about like racing, but there was no real anything to race around. So you just like, yeah. we would di- we'd go to the desert to motorcycle ride, but I really just want... I'd take a shovel and try to build a dirt jump. I never... We just rode our bikes, like, uh, for transportation, but they still... For whatever reason, they still had to be BMX, and they... Everybody... Yeah. If you actually did race, you were automatically cool. Yeah. There's a place called Lum's Pond in Delaware, and people are like, no, you race down at Lum's Pond. There was what? no bike track. CV Park had, like... Someone had dug out, like, a little kind of thing, like a little run that had, like, yeah. two jumps... But it still was hyper dangerous. And I went there with a, guy, a kid who had a PK Ripper and he did like a sweet jump and I just got mangled. <laughs> like you, I just I fell off the bike and then my bike basically attacked me once I was on the ground. <laughs> like a giant spider. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, don't do this again. We were all about like, and it was a few years later, but we were like all about uh, schools because they had it was all cement and there were ledges and we would, the would lunch you, area, there were always the picnic tables like all lined up in a row. So you could like you jump up to the top and then 
ride down basically three or four in a row that were all connected and then jump off the edge. So you could bunny hop off of stairs. You could bunny hop one of those slow picnic tables? Yeah. Did you have pegs you on your bike? The um, Was that what the ledges are for? Like grind the ledges? What do you mean? Wait, Remember you how mean? people would put pegs on yeah. the back of your bike and that's how dudes would like, they'd hop up on a ledge and grind on the pegs? Yeah, uh-huh. or... You could get your brother on the back of the picnic. No, you would. Okay, yeah. well, there would be the top of the picnic table. Yeah. The metal ones. And yeah. then there would be the seats. Right. So you'd ride up and then you'd bunny hop up to the seat part and then bunny hop up to the top no, part. You would ride up and, and bunny then hop ride up to the, the end and then jump off the edge of the table. It wasn't that easy because the seat was close to the. They were connected. Yeah. The seat was very close to the table. So sometimes you'd jump up and you wouldn't necessarily. Make, but then you just put your hand down on the. I hate finding out that Nick was athletic. On the thing. He was. You and our faces were the same. We were like, what? Yeah. Guess who was Did you athlete? bike in Narnia? <laughs> I could jump a set of six stairs. That was the, the, the oh, biggest. Shit. Was, up or down? Down. Or up like I could do like not, but not many. So you bunny hop off six stairs. Yeah, you just ride down. The most stairs I could ollie was five. I don't know. I, know. I didn't have a good, you know what I realized? I didn't have a good skate crew. That like kind of helped you get better, and you kind of pushed each other. Yeah, skated a lot with just either one person or by myself. So once I did it, I was like, "Well, that's enough. I'm gonna go home." Yeah, yeah. I always skated there. Remember the warehouse on Foothill Boulevard, the CD store? Yeah, yeah. There was like a uh, this weird like strip mall next to it that oh, had yeah. stairs, and I used I to that. ollie those stairs. I think there were a sets of five. Okay. And I got wrecked. And one of them was like a realty place. And I wrecked so hard in front of the window. The lady came out and was like, hi, are you all right? Uh, the best so. is elementary schools because their stairs are like way smaller. Yeah. So you can do Terrible. sets of like three and really like kind of practice and and get good. Dunsmore Elementary had a good like, they had a, like a ramp, a little ramp that you could go up. It was like a, it it was like went, a little hill. Yeah, a little hill yeah, that, yeah. You, that you could go up That's to. the exact elementary school I was thinking about yeah. when I was like all the little <laughs> so sets of stairs. Yeah. Yep. I used Did to you guys there. know each other before comedy? Nope. No. But there was probably moments. I used to skate Dunsmore a lot. Yeah. That was a good, it was a good that, one to skate. And that park across the street was okay, too. There were some good curves. Dunsmore, Dunsmore park, park. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one because they had all these ledges, but there it was grass on every one. So it was good to like practice jump like a six-foot ledge. Yeah. So you could just kind of slowly roll up and then like, you know, essentially just coat jump off. If you got wrecked, you landed on grass. Yeah. It still kind of hurt. <laughs> That's the park where I realized I was not going to progress in baseball past Little League. Yeah. Because <laughs> the next Babe Ruth, the Babe Ruth, it was called Babe Ruth, was the next level up. Yep. And uh, I watched like what I would call the big kids hit home runs. And I was like, I can't do that. Let's, let's get into art. <laughs> you know what was fun to do at that park? And I'm sure a lot of people did this at parks, but they had these big grass hills, right? Yeah. So we would find pieces of cardboard. Mm-hmm. And then... Use them to kind of like uh, sled down. Sled down. Yeah, it was so much fucking. Also fun. at that park, Ryan Marshall beat up Steve Howie. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know who Ryan Marshall they, is, but that's funny. My, that. my friend Justin's twin brother Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, Steve and Ryan in in eighth grade, no seventh grade. Ryan was very small, but was Justin's identical twin. Justin was big, and uh-huh. they did nothing but fight each other and were total badasses. So Ryan was small, and people made the mistake of trying to fight him all the time, and then would get their asses handed to him. And so Steve, like, 
gets this him and Ryan they were arguing at Rosemont about like basketball during snack or re- whatever during yeah. PE and so like we'll fight later at Dunsmore we all walk up there after school it's raining I think I walk up in the rain I'm like I literally didn't see the fight I go this is so dumb it's raining and I walked home but then I guess they fought for like a half hour oh they would take breaks God. that is but, like, so long but it was they were kind of friends so they would like Let's stop 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 so they would stop for a while they fought forever Ryan was clearly better at fighting and then Ryan also bit Steve's chest. This still has the scar. Gave him one of those star- scars that stick out. Oh my god! Wow. And he still has it <laughs> to this <Awesome>. day. <laughs> That's a great middle school fight. Yeah, we had a place a called the an Pit. Hour? The Pit. Yeah, kids would fight in the Pit like a fucking sci-fi movie. Ugh, good lord, Philly is tough. They have a place called no, the Pit. We fought in parks. <laughs> no, yeah. it was a park. No, it was just it was the like bottom of a hill. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're like, bro, back when the football team was good, they'd make the guys run <laughs> down in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> back when they were good. Dude, one of the best <laughs> things about <laughs> being a kid is when people shit on the high school football team <laughs> before we had a bunch of sissies playing football. Yeah, like, like the kids knew anything about football. Like, <laughs> I could coach this team. You're like, you're the same age <laughs> as the kid. Back in the 70s when the coaches were allowed to hit the yeah. kids. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> when they only had the one crossbar helmet and, th- and men were so men. Shut up. What are you talking about? That's so funny. <laughs> Everyone had the same helmet, even the kicker. Yeah. <laughs> Discussing it like we're athletes oh, or like so. or coaches and shit. I remember going to a football game oh, man, that's funny. and two adults were like, Team looks good this year. And even as a fifteen year old I was like, You shouldn't care. <laughs> like, what oh. are you doing? <laughs> Uh, so dumb. I only went. I think I only went to two football games all of high school. I was. I, I went to a few, but I was always afraid to go because that was when everyone would go meet up with a girl and make out with her under the bleachers. That was when everyone got and beat I up. I never had a girl. I never had fights a would always break out at the football game. So I was like, I don't want to go get beat up by someone. But I watched. I watched a few. My friend Joey. W- w- <laughs> Joey can play electric guitar, and they let him play play the national anthem electric oh, guitar one no. time. Wow! And he did good. Okay, but like I went to go see it, but he didn't butcher it at all. He played oh, it. He did like well enough. That's he sang cool. it once too, and definitely skipped a verse. The classic like mid, like get yeah. all in the bombs like skipped the one the like got right through. Mumble through it. Yeah, he got to home with a free like thirty seconds later, thirty seconds early. Yeah, I went to that game. Yeah, I was always really uncomfortable going to football games. Just too many people, and you never had groups of friends, and I was just like, you I'm never knew when to sit, and they're gonna go, you know. You, I never wanted the two. I remember I didn't want to walk all the way to the top of the bleachers, so I sat like kind of low. But then basically, all the, all the villains were behind you, and you couldn't see them. Villain, yeah. you had your back to everyone who, in theory, was gonna maybe attack you, and you just have to listen really closely to hear like, "Hey, look, it's Christy, that homo," and like you yeah. like, oh. And you can't even focus on the game because you're like, the whole time you're like, I got to prepare for like a can of soda to hit me in the head. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. And the sound of those metal bleachers when something would happen, a bunch of people would be throwing each other around. Just the That's sound how they of it. made the laser sounds for Star Wars. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. The guy was tinking on the. Tew, tew. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh. Yep. Nerd value. <laughs> no wonder I go into shock every time I hear the uh, lasers in Star Wars. Wow. I just cower in a corner. No, <laughs> they did have sweet nachos at the game, though. Oh, God. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. I have so many high school football stories. Cheese sauce. Did you play football? I. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't be embarrassed. You're like, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, it's, you, it's, it's, it's a like coach. A coach saw the width of your head and was like, "Come here, little buddy." <laughs> uh, I, I don't. What even, position? I don't even want to get into. Tailback. It. It's too embarrassing. Fullback. 
Wait, so you weren't good or you were no. so good? No. You have a fullbacks build. No. What's a, we'll talk about that on another. You're an all start. You have an all start build. He can't. Oh, okay. We'll save it. We're this. I keep looking at this because the battery is very low. So yeah. we might as well go now. Okay. And we'll save this for next time. Please. There's so many. I yeah. The next time we're just gonna talk. We're gonna start. We'll with, just start with high school. We'll yeah. Talk about skateboarding, getting beer in the ghetto. Yeah. Yeah, we did a good amount of like BMX bike talk. That was this fun. Was cool. Dude, we just, this was the best. BMX yeah. Plus magazine was so dope. Dude, what was the other one? I was trying to remember that. It, it was, was like BMX, BMX Plus. Plus. It might have just been BMX. Oh, it a- absolutely it was. Yeah. They you were rad. Check eBay. I bet you could buy those old issues for nothing and then. Or there's just oh, yeah. an archive of them online like Thrasher does. Yeah, but can you. If it's still around. Thrasher's frame? still around. Is yeah. Frame? I'll look. Cut out. Like oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's happening. Could frame the ads and stuff. Uh, yeah, so cool. Let's uh, plug your album again. It's called "Remember This." Mm-hmm. It'll be. I don't know when you guys are going to release this episode. Whenever you would like. Okay, even better. I'll wait till the pre-orders up. Okay, cool. And then I'll ask you guys to release it. That'll so pre-order awesome. Steve Simone's album right now. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Okay, on so iTunes. That's and where the pre-order will be. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I just want to push over to iTunes. My website's awesomesteve.com. Okay. All that, that info, all, all that info will be there. Yeah, uh, so all that stuff should be up on my website. Okay, and, and the website is on one Twitter. more time. Awesome Steve. Awesomesteve.com. Uh, your Twitter, Steve Simone. Yep. All that will be on your website. So everybody, go to Steve's website, and you can get all the information for his Twitter, his calendar, what gigs he's playing, the album, uh, which will be available on iTunes and all things comedy. Yeah, please buy the and album. And your podcast. Oh, it's called uh, Good Times. Good Times with Steve Simone. And both also. you guys have to be on it. Yes, and the please. font is pretty BMX. Think about it. Yeah. Oh, Looks you're right, sweet. actually. Yeah. has a Sean BMX Halpin vibe. designed that font. I really? Told him, uh, I want it to kind of look like the Fast Times of Richmond. Yeah, it, it feels like Fast Times and BMX type. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's Very also 80s. on all things comedy. Yeah. All and right. Please be my guests. What's it? Well, I'll yeah, buy dude, ice cream. Come over. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Whenever oh, you I want. Let's do another podcast called Guilty Movie Pleasures that you brought on Point Break and Kev. I want you to bring on that BMX movie. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, we did yeah. do that. Like a, that was probably what a month ago. Yeah, but no, that was so much fun. So much fun, right? We just broke down Point Break, and it was fucking hilarious. The was only great. thing I want to do with life is have fun. Yeah, and I realized that being nice to people and caring about them is the most fun thing. It is fun. Yeah. yeah, it's way more fun than being a selfish dick. That's absolutely <laughs> true. And on Listen that to note, that, L.A. <laughs> and on that note, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Mate.